Okay, so welcome to our mini mock, well, what are we going to call it? Our mini episode? Our teaser episode? Welcome to our teaser episode. Okay. Welcome to our podcast, My So-Called Opera Life. I'm Marcel. And I'm Elise. We are two trained musicians and performers who specialize in singing opera, among other things, and we are on a mission to help every artist live their best so-called opera lives. Figuring out what it means to be a quote-unquote professional opera singer might be one of the most challenging things that we face in this profession. When half of your job consists of auditions and, let's just say it, rejections, and the other half is of your own invention, it's hard not to question yourself sometimes. During the past year, we've taken a real interest in finding out about other opera singers, what they do, what they consider their primary and secondary jobs, how they spend their time, how they get inspired and motivated, and how they make and achieve goals in their lives. In our quest to learn how other singers tick, we've become inspired by some who are figuring shit out. They're thinking outside the box, creating their own successful side hustles, owning their own businesses, and creating their own empires, all while honing their artistic craft. You guys are the ones who've inspired this blog and podcast. It's our belief that we all have the power to take ownership of our careers, yet many of us don't know how or are too afraid. We want you to embrace the fact that being in this field means you have the awesome, but sometimes overwhelming privilege to choose your own path, create your own schedule, and make your own destiny. It's not luck, it's work. work. And so two crazy sopranos who didn't already have enough shit to do as it was, decided to make this podcast and blog as a resource and community for other singers. Each week you'll be getting resources for all the opera business things, so you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. You'll also hear from inspiring artists who are making the career work for them through interviews and links to their projects. And most importantly, you'll be joining a community of singers who get you and want you to be successful and happy in whatever way that means for you. So let's kvetch over the joys and defeats of living the opera life. No topic is off limits and no question is too stupid. If you have any ideas for posts or questions you need answered about this crazy job we call opera singing, please let us know by emailing us at info at mysocalledoperalife.com. So, this is the part we don't really like to do, but we <laughs> want to tell you guys who we are, and that will help give you guys perspective of where we're coming from as singers. So, um, Marcel is a professional singer, and she does a lot of her work through the Catholic Church. So, she does cantering and uh, weddings and funerals all through her church job, and um, that's where you make the bulk of your income. Yeah, yeah. Um, she also teaches and does some administrative work for a music school. music school in the area. And that has kind of been a journey for you where you were teaching more, right? Um, well, I was doing admin work more and teaching more. And I've, I've scaled back both of those things recently. Because you t- just sing, singing you more. Sing more yeah. 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 Um, so she's a great singer. We met through Opera on Tap, where she is an administrator on that team as well mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. She and I hit it off when she was talking about how she didn't have to work her office job anymore. She was a full-time singer, and I really enjoy talking to her about how she is making this career work for her, how she really hustles to create a job that she can sing and thrive and 
um, be creative in, and um, she really views it as a job, but she still appreciates her artistic career. So yeah, she's inspiring. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, so Elise, uh, when we met through Opera on Tap, we got talking about you know, as well as like how to make the life work, we also realized that we both had the same idea for a podcast (laughs) that essentially is now this podcast. Uh, Elise is super practical and was just like, all right, well, let's do it. Like, what are we waiting for? Why, why are we standing around talking about this? Let's just do it. And so you primarily teach Mm -hmm. right now and uh, through your own studio, which takes a lot of work and bravery, you also pick up gigs like the rest of us do. Mm-hmm. You do not have a church job. No church job. Okay. And I just started a new thing. Well, you're doing your voiceover. Yes. I yes. just started doing voiceover. Yeah, the voiceover work, which is really cool. I get inspired by Elise because, like I said, she's she just like decides, oh, hey, this sounds like something interesting and just jumps into it. Where I'm on the other side, I'll have the idea. <laughs> and then be like, but what if I can't do it perfectly? And then I don't do it. <laughs> Um, so it's been inspiring to, uh, work with her and just, uh, kind of get pushed outside of my comfort zone a little bit in terms of like, all right, well, let's just go for it and see what happens. We're not going to figure it out if we don't do it. (laughs) Yes. We have a good yin and yang. So, um, other thing that we wanted to tell you about is our backgrounds because Marcel doesn't have the traditional track. She did not graduate from a university for music. Do you have an undergrad? Do you have a bachelor's? I don't have a bachelor's degree at all. No bachelor's degree. And she, you would never know it from working with her or talking with her. She knows just as much, if not more, than many of my colleagues that I've worked with in the past. But she never got that degree. And that has its own challenges and um, benefits, I guess. So throughout the podcast, you'll hear her be able to speak to those kind of things and maybe some things that she won't be aware of or some things that she didn't get. But I think it's really cool that she was able to create this career and just make it work for her without without the degree, I guess. Yeah. No. <laughs> but I mean I think I think it's it's I've definitely had to build from the ground up because I don't I didn't leave a school with a support network. You know, and I feel like a lot of my friends like yourself who went to conservatory and stuff like have this beautiful network of like you've done so much work with composers and things and I'm just like I don't know any of those people because I didn't go to school with them right right Uh, you know definitely not having a a degree um affects your network but the other thing that I think I notice about Marcel is that she really is knowledgeable and observant about what things she needs to work on and she really has a clear understanding of okay, I need to work on my languages or I I really want to work on sight singing. And each part of this job that we have as singers, she is able to look at it, I feel like, with a, a unique perspective of, I need this for singing this, so I need to work on this. Whereas a lot of singers and undergraduate, you know, we just learn what we're given and some of it we might never use and some of it we do use. And sometimes we don't realize the value in what we have been given through a degree Mm -hmm. and you have been able to see that I think because you're so aware of that and everywhere you look I think you look for what do you what do you need and that's a really good thing that 
other singers can do, whether or not they have mm-hmm. degrees. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so Elise, you went through the quote unquote kind of what we would call the traditional track, right? You did. Did you was your undergraduate in music as well? Yeah. Okay, so you performance. Have performance, and then your master's was in performance, performance as well. Yep. So you have no uh, degree in teaching. No. Okay. I have a minor in education. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's I awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, and so I am inspired by how you teach, just talking about like when we've talked about our students and things and because you have the pedagogical background because you mm-hmm. had all those classes and things mm-hmm. um, where like I know how my instrument works, but I couldn't tell you <laughs> Craig or Ritnoid from a whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, you know, and so you have this great network that I see all the time, like on Facebook and stuff in terms of like some of the work you've been able to do with new composers and on new works and um, some of the more specialized training in terms of style, in terms of early music and things Mm -hmm. that you do really well. You also bring a amount of clarity and focus to what you do in terms of because you've taken all these, all the classes and history and counterpoint and whatever, you're also able to really see kind of through all of that stuff and say like, okay, but these are the things that practically apply to what I do in my job. And I think because you've also done all of these things that were in your class, you're also that much more willing to just like, be like, okay, well, I had to do this thing for school and it was fine. So now I can jump into something and just do it and not be afraid of whether or not it's perfect yet. Right. Yeah. You know, because you had the opportunity to spend the six years or whatever in school in an environment that was immediately just like, well, you're here to learn and grow and not be like, oh, I'm jumping into this, this career and already have to be perfect for people because I'm right. auditioning for work. Yeah. Um, which is a nice mindset to have. Yeah. I think despite our backgrounds being different and like how we've come to the career being different paths, you know, we have a common goal, which is to be happy and artistically fulfilled in our lives. And but more importantly, to make sure that being a professional musician is a viable and stable career financially so that we're not spending our whole lives just hustling and feeling like we're not being fulfilled in any way. Yeah. And it's really nice to have you as a singer friend. Mm -hmm. We can talk about um, the career and any rejections, any questions. And that's really what we want this podcast to be, is that person for you guys to come to um, when you have a success or a question or a failure and you um, just need that support because we work for ourselves and we want to make it successful and make it fulfilling. Um, so that's why we're doing this. Yeah. And we're excited. Yeah. It's going to be a fun ride for sure. Yes. <laughs> so that is our episode zero of our podcast, My So-Called Opera Life. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed getting to know us a little bit and we look forward to having you join our conversation about what it means to live this opera life. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can email us at info at You can visit our blog and we have a Facebook and an Instagram and we want to start a hashtag my so-called opera life. Yes, so we can feature some of your side of the opera life story. Yeah, we're really excited. (laughs) (laughs) We have a bunch of interviews that we have already done. We have segments about um, money and finances and um, organization, traveling to Germany, scheduling, everything that you could think of. But 
there are lots of conversations out there and lots of people that are doing amazing things. So if you are one of those people, if you have a good idea or if you have a question that you want answered on the podcast, then you know where to find us. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to that. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs>